0: It's a simple thing, and it's not, you know, scientifically proven or anything like that. But um, I would say that that would be a good starting place to do it, scientifically proven.
1: All right, Breaker, Breaker, One-Niner, get your ears on for the GMB fitness skills show over the next 30 minutes, plus or minus. We're going to be hitting you with all kinds of great information for your training, for your life, and uh, how to do it in a way that's actually fun and enjoyable. Uh, So my name is Andy. Here with me, Ryan Hurst, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the aging rock icon.
0: (laughs) I love it. little hat tip to Hank Rollins there. Little little Henry for you. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? We uh, we got a good show today, yeah good
1: one. Today. Yeah, are you surviving the winter okay so far, I am, Ryan?
0: Yeah, it's starting to warm up, so things are okay. Um, I actually I shaved like today. It
1: be, to shaved sympathize beard. With you, yeah. I I have not shaved in, in a couple of days, so I, this is this is what we're reduced to now. We have nothing better to talk about than our grooming habits. That's about that's um, that's all there is. That's all there is. Yeah. Which actually isn't true. We're going to talk about some actually. Uh, I think this is going to be a really useful episode for people because. Um, Today we're going to be talking about something uh, that we haven't actually covered at all ever on the show. We've talked a lot about uh, you know what to do if you get injured, what to do if you get sick, what to do if things get busy and you have to take some time off. But the one thing we haven't really discussed is how to get back on track after that, and that's how to start back into your training and uh, you know without losing any more time than necessary. So we're going to get to that in a few minutes. Um, but first, let's answer some questions. All right. All right. Uh, So we've made videos about these things and covered them before, but it's always something that comes up again. And so I just want to, you know, give uh, maybe in one place here some quick advice, uh, simply about equipment. Um, So let's talk about rings uh, and parallettes both. Uh, What height? What width? Uh, how can we tell that they're set up properly? Because, uh, especially with rings, if they're not set up well, um, it, the exercises are going to be really hard. Uh, and I mean, you could you could injure yourself. Uh, but but what's what's give us for each of those? What are what are your recommendations?
0: It's very simple. Just keep it very simple, and just keep the rings and the parallettes just a bit wider than shoulder width. Uh, a, a good way to check is if you take your arm. <clears throat> go from elbow to middle finger. For some people that's actually going to be, be – I don't want to say too wide but you might feel that you want to bring them in a little bit more. If that's the case, then just bend your fingers and go from that knuckle uh, there to set the width of the P-bars. Remember when you're setting your P-bars – this is going to sound funny but when you set your P-bars, if make sure you set the P-bars in the middle. Instead of just doing one end because I've seen people like sit just the end and their P-bars end up making a triangular shape. Uh, The rings are the same way. If you're hanging your rings um, from a bar, from a branch, from whatever, um, place them a little wider than shoulder width. Uh, You should be able to feel it because if you feel cramped when doing the rings, uh, it means they're just too uh, narrow. Likewise, if you feel like constantly having to pull them in unnaturally. Uh, then they're too wide. So that's just um, a basic setting for the width. As far as okay. height uh, with the parallettes, um, I would I would say start off <clears throat> with about a foot. A foot uh, in the beginning if you want to just buy one set of parallettes. Um, so if you have the option of having different sets, then maybe you could go a little higher and then just a little lower. I use a very low set of parallettes but the thing is I've been doing this for a little while. So um, as you get closer to the floor it's obviously going to be more difficult so adjust those accordingly. Um, you know as far as if you're using plastic, if you're using wood or if you're using uh, pipes or other kinds of metals uh, you just need to find a pair that you feel that you can use for the long run. So. You know, you might want to set them very low to the ground, but you also have to think about some of the other exercises that you'll be performing down the line and whether or not you'll have the proper clearance to be able to perform those movements. So it's a preference thing, but also a level thing. Um, just to say it one more time, remember, as they get closer to the ground, they're going to be more difficult uh, because you won't have as much clearance on the parallettes.
1: Let's also talk about height on rings because uh, with rings, we work actually at, at three different heights depending on the exercises we're doing. Um, you know, in, in our programs, we have three different heights that we use. So how can you tell what is, what is the right height for you for each of those three? Sure. So if we look at a low height, so a low would be where we're
0: working on um, something like the push-up, the hollow body push-up or even as you get into the more advanced stages and where you're working on handstands, I suggest taking the rings low to the ground. And by low, I'm talking like like six, maybe eight inches off of the ground, just enough so that you have that clearance uh, below so that in, yeah. in case you need to go down, you're not going to skim uh, your knuckles or anything on the ground. So that would be kind of the low level. Uh, the mid level, if, let's say, you're just beginning and you want to work on the top position or there's some other movements where you just want to get comfortable with being above the rings and pushing down into them, then I would say waist level. And so the reason for this is because you're still going to be able to have your feet on the ground and use them as training wheels. So if you're working on the top position, uh, you can start to work on, uh, on the stability by using your toes and your feet to help you. Then you can gradually raise them up slightly. Now the very, the highest position, the top, the top, top, top position, um, if you can, make it as high as you can. Um, An example here in the gym when I set things up for anyone who's using the rings is that there's just a slight clearance. So if they jump off of the ground, it's again, you know, upwards of maybe six to eight inches of foot clearance. This is of course quite challenging and it's all going to depend on uh, your ceiling. So if you're using, pardon me, a pull up bar or something to put your rings on, obviously you're not going to be able to have them that high. Something else to always remember is that the longer the strap, the more or the less stability you're going to have with the rings. So. When you look at gymnasts in the Olympics and you see that they're on a ring stand, and the ring stand—we're talking—that thing is way up in the air, and it's got a very, very long cable attaching the rings. Extremely, and the stability of those is just horrible. Now that should, you know, let you know just how good they are. But let's say you go to the playground and there is a pull-up bar that. I don't know, it's relatively short that you can grab a hold of. If you hold your rings on there, they're going to be quite stable to be honest because the length of the strap is actually short. So the shorter the strap, the more stability you will have. If you want to challenge yourself, find a very high ceiling or somewhere where you can hang your rings with a very long uh, length of strap and it's going to make the movements more difficult.
1: And uh, it should be said because a lot of people also ask us this, too. You know, you you mentioned using, like, a pull-up bar. People ask us all the time, can I use rings on a doorway pull-up bar? And the answer is yes. It's not ideal, but it's totally possible. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, you will have to make some adjustments and some compromises if that's the setup you have. Uh, You know, you're not going to be able to do – full muscle ups with full range of motion from hanging all the way way below and up over because you would put your head through the roof (laughs) but it's possible to you know begin to to lower the rings and you know sit down on the floor even and practice muscle ups in an L-sit position or something like that so don't let your environmental situations prevent you from being able to practice the things you want to practice but you know, know what's ideal and then make adjustments based on the, the environmental situation that you have to work with. Exactly.
0: Know? And that's a very good point. I mean just because you don't have the clearance to be able to perform a particular movement, you can get creative. And you brought up a good point of, of lowering the rings to the point where you're actually sitting on the ground. Um, this is something that I actually worked on just to improve my muscle-ups that was – Lowering the ring, so I had to sit on the ground with my legs out in front of me and work on pulling from there um, you don't get a lot of English going on in the body when you're sitting on the ground and this is a, yeah. actually a very good way to help you strengthen
1: your muscle ups and your chin ups so yeah yeah definitely so very good very good so definitely those are recommendations basics you know and however you know it's always going to depend on you a little bit and where your level is at you know uh, so Don't take any of these as written in stone. Uh, It's not scripture. Uh, Figure out what's going to work for your situation. Yes. Um, Anything else to say about equipment, setup, things like that? Uh,
0: Just the fact, just be safe. Um, And you know, you can see some pretty funny videos of people using a chin up bar between a door frame and the thing comes crashing down. Um, If you're performing a pull up, Yeah, that might be funny and it's going to be okay. But if you're inverted, if you're upside down performing something on the rings and that bar comes crashing down, there's a possibility that you could break your neck and we don't want that. So uh, whatever you do use, a a tree, a limb, a tree branch, um, whatever, it doesn't matter. Make sure that it is properly attached and stable before you get upside down.
1: Always make sure your equipment is solid. That's one reason why we recommend the rings we recommend. Right now, the best ones we've seen in terms of being comfortable and solid and made by a reputable manufacturer, Rogue, the wooden rings, we like those a lot. I actually had somebody send an email a few days ago, why do you recommend those? Well, hey, man, if you don't like our recommendation, you something else. But we recommend them because, in our experience, in, in the experience we do have, those are the best ones that we've tried. Now, we're, we're open to trying more things. Uh, a couple of manufacturers have actually asked to send us some rings that we're waiting to test right now. So that could change. Um, but, you know, we, we like those because it has those qualities, and we feel that they're they're safe and usable. Same things with P-bars. We recommend the ones that our, our client and friend Dusty makes, uh, you know. Um, some people say well what if they get loose after using them well it's it's very easy dusty makes them they can be quite easily to the allen key that he sends you and uh i think after like a year of use you'll have to tighten them once and yeah. then they'll be solid for the rest oh, of your life uh, so
0: yeah and along those lines i mean I prefer to use the wooden rings and I prefer to use the wooden parallelettes. Now, that doesn't yeah. mean that if you use something else that it's wrong. Find no. something that you really enjoy using. I, I know my good friend Mike Fitch, um, he doesn't use the wooden parallettes. He prefers a different uh, style of parallettes. That's perfectly fine. I mean just find something that you like to use. Make sure that it's quality, uh, a quality piece of equipment and be safe. That's it.
1: Yeah. And same thing, like, you know, if budget is a big concern for you, um, yeah. you, know, you can go to Amazon, and I think Muscle Driver makes a pair of plastic rings that is very reasonable. Yeah. Uh, Ultimate Body Press makes a pair of plastic rings that's very reasonable. Um, you can make parallettes out of PVC. Please actually use the pipe cement, though, because PVC being plastic, uh, there's a, they, it will slip. It will slip if you don't use the cement. Um, and we've heard stories of people having pretty bad accidents on them. So, you know, just, you know, using cheaper, less expensive things is okay, but make sure that you test it, uh, you know, when you're using it. So with that said, uh, let's say that you did forget to use the pipe cement, you (laughs) slipped on your P-bars and twisted your wrist or something and had to take some time off of P1, for example, Uh, you know, And you have healed up and you're you're ready to go. Um, How do you how do you start back? And we'll get specific maybe in in a couple of minutes. uh, But maybe Ryan, just talk about starting back. I mean, you've been injured, you've been sick, you know, and you various phases in your training, so to speak. So maybe you know, what what do you really think is the most important consideration? Well, first and foremost, if you do
0: if you did injure yourself. Uh, the first thing you need to do is get the doctors okay to make sure that it's okay to start training again. We, we can't stress that enough. That's very yeah. important. Um, but once you get the okay and you're ready to get back into it, the most important thing is to remember that you're not going to be able to start where you left off. And so if you go back into your workout and think that you're going to just jump right back into it and be able to perform at the same level, well, you're sorely mistaken and you're probably going to end up injuring yourself again. So the thing is to really take a few steps back. Um, It can be humbling but really just put your ego to the side and understand that you've got to start over again. doesn't mean from the very beginning. No. Now, the strength will come back very quickly. This is is not something where you're going to lose all of your gains if you happen to take a week off or something like that and if you're talking about a – Let's just look at an injury first and then we'll talk about sickness in a moment. But if you're looking at an injury, depending on the injury, when you go back and start training, first and foremost is, is stepping back but also um, taking stock of that injury. What is that injury? What is the feeling you're getting from it? Does it feel uh, – I don't want to say strong because obviously if it's an injury it's going to be weak but does it feel safe? Are you performing? Are you doing something where you can build
1: from there? And so you have the requisite level of physical integrity, and by integrity, that means if you if you injured a bone, is the bone solid enough to continue? It's not going to be as strong as before, but Mm -hmm. if you injured a muscle or a ligament or something, can can you you know is it strong enough? Yes. Like you said, it will be weaker, but does it have the structural integrity to pick up?
0: to put load on it and use it. What you're also going to find is when you're coming back from an injury is that you're going to end up favoring that injury maybe without even knowing it. So this yeah. is going to change your form in the movement. So that's another thing you need to look at and that is why we go back to maybe even the very first basic movement and we do a systems analysis of what's going on. Where is your form? Um, Are you favoring that particular injury? Are you able to place load on that injury safely and then the next day you need to check and see how you feel after performing that first day back. So there's a lot of little things to look at here and that's why I suggest not just jumping back into it. You might feel great. You might go into the workout and go, oh, yeah, man, I'm feeling awesome. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And The next day you wake up and if you have – let's say you injured your wrist before and the next day you wake up. And if it's hurting so bad that you're like, "Oh man, I think I did something to it." Well, you did way too much that first day back. Yeah.
1: And that's a really important point that I think a lot of people don't even consider is that your first your first day back to training, your first return to training, your first session should always be looked at as a trial. Should be you should view it as as a trial. This is not the beginning of your new program. This is not <laughs> I'm – OK. I can start and just go now. No. It's not like that. It's a test. It's always a test and you should – as such, you should do the minimum amount. Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. a minimal amount. Warm up properly. Do a minimal amount. Do not push yourself towards your limits and then see how you feel and you, you can't tell how you feel right away. You may feel great but still consider it a test because you might not know until you the next day like you said. So always, always, always let your first session back be a test. Okay, and this this is true of any kind of training we're talking about. You're you're not gonna miss anything after, if you've taken you know three days off or a week off or a month off. You're not gonna lose out on anything or fall behind by letting your first be a trial, mm-hmm. right? So. Go on and take that chance to know for sure, and see how you do feel, and see how you feel the next day, and then you'll have a lot better idea of what your level truly is when you're trying to get back into things.
0: If you do, if you are coming back from from an injury, and let's say it was it was pretty pretty bad. Let's say you had a very nasty sprain, or heaven forbid. Um, you tore something, a ligament or something like that, make sure that your workouts don't interfere with your rehabilitation of that injury. So yeah. if your PT or depending on what country you're in, your physio and um, says, okay, I just want you working on this rehab for this particular joint or whatever, just do that, no more. And so again, listen to your doctor um, and then when you go back to it, make those – Uh, I don't want to say adjustments but find out what's going on so that you can start to work on building it up later and I mean later after you check everything out. Now looking at sickness, if you've been down, uh, if you've you've been sick, uh, let's say an example of me is I had a very bad sinus infection. Um, It wasn't that I was sick, it was that I was so congested that it hurt to be upside down. Now obviously I didn't go upside down. That was very simple. Okay. Um, there's nothing to get around it. That's one of those things where I just find it funny where people are like, "I'm just gonna push through the pain." I'm like, "I'm too old for that. For that, I'm not gonna mess with that anymore." But but if you're coming <laughs> off of a, of a like, let's say a chest cold or whatever, okay, your first day back is kind of gonna be the same thing. It's kind of a test to see where you are, but. Yeah. You know, Again, it's not a gung-ho, well, I feel great so I'm going to try and do the entire program and start where I stopped before. Um, Take a couple workouts and I say a couple and I'm talking like the first kind of week back and you're going to bounce back pretty quickly. So I would say the first one, two sessions of that week, uh, use them as test cases to see where you are. And then from there, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised because coming back from a cold, uh, generally, generally, uh, after those first couple of sessions, you're going to bounce back very quickly, and um, just the fact that your body had that rest and that recovery, you might even see yeah. some gains, some gains right afterwards. And I know that I, I typically do. So I yeah, think just because you're better rested than
1: exactly. you had been, exactly. Yeah, I think that's also something that we should mention here is that you know when we talk about so. If you have to take time off, whether it's because of injury or sickness, or whatever, or being busy or anything, any time you take time off, uh, your, your level is going to decrease somewhat. But uh, your fitness level is not one thing. It's, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a complex combination of different attributes, right? So usually when you take time off, the first thing that you begin to lose a little bit of is your conditioning and your endurance right, especially respiratory endurance. Right. Uh, you know, the second thing that you lose is strength. So if you take a couple days off and then come back to it, you may find that you get winded a little faster, but you're not going to be any weaker muscular-wise. Now the last thing that you lose is skill, right? It always goes in that level. You lose conditioning. You lose strength. You lose skill. and That's like the thing like you never forget how to ride a bike, right? Well those skills are, are stored in your brain. Now, unless you are extremely malnourished or something or have <laughs> head trauma, you're not going to be losing skills you've developed. Now, you may lose some of the strength to execute them and you may lose the conditioning to be able to execute them back to back. But skill, you get back very quickly. Strength, you get it back pretty quickly. And conditioning is the thing that is the hardest to get back. So you lose them in that order, regain them in that order. And, that's and so, like, if you had a cold, your conditioning, like, if you have a respiratory issue, uh, then your your endurance and your conditioning are going to be very, very much impacted, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. maybe not your your strength. Exactly.
0: And looking at this too, also, um, a lot of people we, you know, they might consider themselves an athlete. And sorry to burst your bubble, but unless you're getting paid to step onto the field or do something. Uh, related to making money for moving your body, uh, you're not an athlete. So look at this in the long run. So just you know, don't think that you need to be back up to speed within a week or something like that. We're we're doing this for the long run, and so fitness for us isn't just about what we can do now, but forever. And yes. so f- so your health is a huge part of your fitness. So yeah, you missed a workout. Maybe you missed two, or maybe you missed three. It's not the end of the world. So that you don't miss any more workouts, ease back into it. Make sure yeah. you're making those checks and you go easy in the first couple workouts back so that you can bounce back stronger.
1: And now, so I also want to say specific, some specific case examples of, so if you're using a GMB program and we we work all of our programs in GMB, into, into four phases, right? We have a base strength phase. Uh, we have a skill development phase, and you're still working strength in that. They, they base on top of each other. So the strength phase is basically just strength building. Then there's skill phase, where you're also working on strength while adding more skills. And then there's a little bit of conditioning and then there's the kind of flow where we put things together and try to improve those transitions between the movements. Now, all of those phases build on top of each other. But let's say, for example, you're in you know, phase two of Parallels 1, and you've been working at it for a couple of months, and something happens. You have to take three weeks off. Um, now, do you start all the way back over at the beginning of the program? Do you start at the beginning of phase two? Do you start – you know, right where you left off. Uh, you know, how how can you tell where to start back in a program? Um, that's that's something that a lot maybe a lot of people listening to this, if you're if you're using our programs, you may you may wonder, you know, how do I get back into the program? Where do I start? Do I have to go all the way back to the beginning?
0: Yeah, it's a great question because I mean I'm sure that there's a lot of people who are thinking about this, and not just maybe our programs, but you know, anything else out there? Um, again, when you go back, when you're coming back from being sick and having this long layoff, uh, yeah, you're not going to be able to start exactly where you left off, but that doesn't mean you have to go right back to the beginning. So, again, as I mentioned earlier, taking a few steps back, the few steps might just be, um, let's say, two weeks prior to where you stopped. So again, you're not going to have the full strength even at that those two weeks prior mark but yeah. you're going to be able to start to build back up so that you're going to be able to move into the next phase uh, smoothly. So hmm. it, it's tough to say exactly here but right. take those couple steps back and check. This is where making sure that you want, you're constantly – um, you know, evaluating your current state of health, that means fitness too, and, and understanding where you are so that if something happens, then you know where you can start again. So I would say if you had to take a full month off, uh, yeah, you might actually think of it this way, step back a month. And so uh, let's say you ended, I don't even know, let's say... Um, you ended right at the end of phase two and you're getting ready to go into phase three. Well then what I would suggest is then as I mentioned if it was a month off, stepping a month back, it's gonna take an extra month, but hey, you were out for a month. So think of taking an extra month to build back up to be able to start phase three again. That's just one example. Similar, you know, just the same way. If you if you took a week off, then think about taking a week to get back into it to build up where you were. Um, depending on what you're doing. Now, sometimes if you're doing something like the barbell squat and, I mean, you were just really pumping out some serious weight or something like that and you had to take a week off, um, maybe a week prior to that is not actually going to be where you can start. It might be a little longer than that. But basically in the programs that we're doing here at GMB, that's how I would look at it. Month off, then take a month to get back into it. Two weeks, then take two weeks to get back into it. It's it's a simple thing and it's not – you know scientifically proven or anything like that, but um, I would say that that would be a good starting place to do it, scientifically proven.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the best thing is, is to recognize that you, you know, even if you return to the same level that you were at physically, you know, You've lost the momentum too, and going right, right, right. to be able to and progressing from that level. Right. So you want to take a couple of steps back just to make sure that you can prepare yourself, move through that level, and continue progressing beyond that. Mm-hmm. You know, the last thing you want is to come back after an injury, think that you're doing okay, start working, and then you get stuck there. Right, uh, and that happened too. So take some, take some back. You know. Uh, take a couple of steps back, and then work through to that point, and continue your your progression and momentum from there. That's don't awesome. be, you know, don't don't think that you have to. You're in a race. Like I said before, nobody's ever, nobody cares how fast you get to the part you can't do. Ever. <laughs> nobody yeah, we care about that, yeah. right? But well, what we want to see is that you are. Constantly, like Ryan said, evaluating where you're at. Constantly evaluating. All of our programs, we we actually encourage you to rate your performance every session. You know? That's only only by rating your performance can you be able to auto regulate something else we talk about a lot. So you're always evaluating and because of that, you're able to continue moving forward. Right. So that's that's super, super important. So really just to kind of wrap
0: it up, even you know if you've had an injury or if you've just been sick, it comes down to one thing and that's taking the steps back and figuring out exactly where you are and then working slowly back up to where you were so that you can
1: continue to go forward. So yep. yeah, that's about it. And you may surprise yourself at how quickly you get back into it. I mean that happens a lot actually. But don't make assumptions either. Uh, yeah. All right. cool. Well, thank you for watching, listening, being a part of the Posse. We always appreciate it. Uh, Send us a message, uh, leave a note on our Facebook wall, something like that. Any questions you have, anything you'd like us to cover in a future episode, and uh, we'll talk about it, because frankly, we love the sounds of our own voices. Heck yeah. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. See you next time.